going on everybody this is hacker valley studio yes sir ron and chris welcome back to the show glad to be back again we have the powerful charlotte smith in the building we met what was it a few weeks ago right maybe yeah, a month it was, ago yeah. uh we met on linkedin uh, it seems like that's where everyone's meeting these days <laughs> she is I, I won't, i'll let her tell you uh, her background because i think it's a phenomenal background story but she is a lifestyle coach. She does lifestyle design, which I think is a, a relatively new term in the space, right? But uh, yeah, for the people that don't know you, but soon will, could you give us a little bit of your background and talk about what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a lifestyle design coach. And what I do is I help high achieving individuals who are feeling stuck in their careers all their lives mm. make changes and make transformations right. and start stepping into their own success and and it's really interesting because the the term success yeah um is very unique and individual to you know every person mm -hmm. right and so so it's a really fantastic space that i i work in yeah and yeah mm. and then a little bit about my background right as you can tell from the accent, <laughs> I am not born and raised around here. I started my career as a lawyer mm -hmm. in the UK. Wow. And I specialized in looking after the travel sector. And so my clients were hotel groups and airlines. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really fantastic. I kind of went straight into law school and progressed within the law firm. And before the age of 30, I was offered partnership at the law firm, was named in some 30 under 30 awards, and I was always kind of oh, chasing wow. after that success. But actually, I wasn't truly happy. Mm -hmm. And I quickly became frustrated in my career. Mm -hmm. And it was a range of different factors. But essentially, I think what was going on was that I wasn't following my own path. Mm -hmm. um, I was following a path that was set out for me by others, you know, by teachers, by parents, by what their expectations were on you. And so, you know, I hit a point where I was feeling very burnt out and right. I just wondered, like, is this it? Is this mm -hmm. what I want to do forever? And around the same time, my husband was offered a job out here in Silicon Valley mm -hmm. and so we decided to kind of make a change and we moved out here and then that's how i got into lifestyle design wow, wow. I, that's awesome i started my first business and i had lots of learnings and pivots always um as you do and, and we can kind of dig into that a bit deeper but the whole experience was really my first experiment in terms of designing my life the way that i wanted it to be and, and for example, like when I was a lawyer, mm -hmm. there was no creative outlet there for me. Right. However, as a child, I just loved art and, you know, yep. that whole creative side. So I have also dabbled in food blogging. I had one of the UK's leading paleo food blogs no for a way. while. So that's wow. like my secret <laughs> life. Um, Is it still up or not anymore? Yeah, it's still up, but okay. I just, paleo poly, but okay. um, oh. it's a bit kind of, it's it's out of date now because right. um my 
life has gone in different directions mm -hmm. and and I think when I was blogging it was it was all about like the love of food and you could get away with taking not so professional photos mm -hmm. whereas kind of cut to nowadays you need to have like the perfectly styled beautiful photos and right. you know the big social media team behind you to promote right. that content and it's it's a lot more advanced than what it was like circa 2010 right <laughs> so and and also i have a two-year-old now so yeah having the time to invest not just in cooking but making sure that you photograph it all yeah um, yeah. yeah it's like don't eat yet amazing did you did you sort of start doing lifestyle design before you even did it as a, for as a, profession? a profession yeah, yeah. absolutely and it's always something that I've been interested in, how to be the best person that you can be. And I think my interest in it began with health and wellness. Right. And the food mm -hmm. and how you derive energy and performance from food. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of stemmed into other areas, for example, like productivity and time management right. and, and that whole space and how you can kind of bring it to your, to your work and to your career. So, no, so that, yeah, <laughs> that's great. So obviously our listeners, tech professionals, cybersecurity professionals. And one thing that uh, we sort of talked about before the show was uh, this concept of managing energy, right? Yeah. And when you're in a cybersecurity job, you have to make a lot of decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get into things like decision fatigue. So if you were to sit down with somebody who has these like high demanding jobs, like really like mentally like draining, what is something you would tell them to do first in order to get on the right track to be able to to make it to the end of the day making good decisions? Yeah, well, I think that when you have, you know, an extremely busy, high demanding life, right. then for me, everything starts with health and wellness and looking after yourself mm -hmm. and if you're not eating the right food sleeping properly Very you know true. a lot of people with really busy careers don't get the right amount of sleep <laughs> they right. try to function on four hours of sleep and loads of coffee right and that's that's not setting you up to make great decisions mm -hmm. and so what we um would do collaboratively is is look at how you know your work life is but also how your personal life is and and the decisions that you're making before and after work right and see what could be modified and changed in order to kind of perform at optimum right and it seems like it's like we could get into so many different facets of lifestyle design because I, I I'm not even a professional <laughs> and I can see the application on a micro scale like how does your hour look how does your day look to more macro like what does the next five years look like what does the next 10 years look like have you had any clients that have been like do with me as you will i want to be perfect <laughs> design my life from from beginning to end have you had any clients like that well i think the the beautiful thing about designing your life you have all the answers right because <laughs> i don't know what your dream life looks like right. and, very true. and it's very unique to you and mm -hmm. but that's the beauty and the, the amazing thing and what I do do with all of my clients is, you know, we'll deal with the, the more micro issues, but then we'll look big picture at, mm -hmm. you know, what do you want to accomplish in the next year? What do you want to accomplish in your business, in your personal life as well? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, really they, they run in harmony with one another. And when they become out of balance, then, you know, that, that can breed 
you know, stress, can't it? And, yeah. and, and, and you know, yeah. <laughs> stress. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what is typically the question that you can ask uh, an, an, an individual and uh, have them kind of get one step closer to realizing the type of future or path that they w- would like to follow? Is there any questions that come to mind or that you often have to ask individuals to help them kind of see things from a different perspective? So what I like to do is when people first start working with me, we focus in on one-year plans Mm -hmm. and then a five-year vision. And we do a visioning exercise, which is really exciting. And I have a bunch of questions that I go through to start thinking big and to start thinking you know, how do you want your career to feel? How do you want your life to feel? And that's that gets you excited about the future and it right. starts to spark ideas and it creates that excited energy, which really is important to have at the beginning of the process. Because when you enter into um, a coaching process, typically, you know, you're okay <laughs> where, where you are, but you're wanting to make changes and you're wanting to kind of perform better and, you know, reach optimum. Mm-hmm. And so it's how it's it's creating like forward plans mm-hmm. um, and strategy for doing that. Right. And so dreaming big and getting excited is a really great starting point. Yeah, I remember when you first came in, you were talking a bit about Asana and using that. Do you also recommend that for just individuals to get more organized and stay focused and move tasks from one place to the next? Yeah, so um, so I think time management is incredibly important, and especially when you are so busy with meetings and you have you're trying to spin multiple plates all Mm -hmm. all at one time then i find that asana is an incredible tool to use on a day-to-day basis the way that i have it set up is like my daily tasks that i want to achieve and then i have more kind of project-based boards that I have Mm -hmm. and I use the kind of scrum methodology Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, which which you know I've adapted actually to kind of fit my own lifestyle and and when I'm kind of collaborating with individuals on projects then I I just think that that is is so invaluable and it, it can be used obviously designed for more of a professional setting but it can be adapted to kind of implement in your own life Mm-hmm. And yeah, so so that's what I do in Asana, and then I have you know different spaces for for writing down ideas and and for being a bit more creative. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, yeah, I I started using a similar tool last year called ClickUp, and just kind of putting on my task in this board and seeing mm-hmm. like the the most important things get pushed and like all right, right, what are my blockers this week? I could easily see from the tasks that I put on my project plan that. This this task is going to slow everything down, so I should finish this one first. Mm-hmm. Or I should focus on maybe journaling in the morning because if I don't do it in the morning, it just stays in the in-progress bucket. Mm-hmm. never gets pushed to completion. Yeah. What, what are some challenges of being a lifestyle planner and designer? Yeah, so some of the challenges are... Well, I guess in some ways I don't feel like there are any challenges <laughs> <laughs> because I think the problems are... 
opportunities for growth. Absolutely. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's maintaining a good balance between keeping your client projects in there and then managing group programs and workshops and and just having a full flow of a practice and then also making time for doing the marketing and the business development. And I use the method of having different percentages for business development, different percentages that I implement for core services and the time that you spend doing that the time that you spend for doing like admin and and that right side of things yeah that's how I kind of break down my day to day Mm -hmm. wow is there a a need so like whenever you you have a therapist or a counselor there's a bit of uh separation right you you don't sit in for a session and then you guys go have a drink at the at the bar or anything like that is there additional things that you can do being a lifestyle designer can you actually get closer to your clients almost to the point of like being friends or is there still a bit of professionalism that that needs to be uh, sort of put in place i think that it's really important to have professionalism and when you're coaching someone you are focusing on that person and so it is it's it's I am spending all of my time in the coaching session focusing on you and what your needs are right and so it's it's very different to having you know a friendship based conversation right and having that kind of two way right so so that's kind of obviously very different but yeah you connect very deeply with your clients because you you understand their dreams and their ambitions and visions for the future and Mm -hmm. And that's so exciting and mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I feel like one of the things that kind of inspires me and excites me so much about working in this space is you can see the transformations that people make in their lives and how incredible that makes them feel and right. it makes you happy to kind of get up every day. There's no, you know, that whole Sunday night blues about right. going to work. Uh-huh. Case and of the Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Ron, let's say I, you know, I was like, you know, Ryan, you've been such a good friend. I'm going to pay for a lifestyle design coach for you for three months. What would you use that lifestyle design person to do? That's a great question. I, for me, one of the things that I would love advice on my lifestyle is social media. So mm. for me, it's a, it's always a balancing act. I'm more of a technical guy. I love like the things that are done, the intricacies and the right. details, but I don't spend enough time, at least in my mind, maybe I could, maybe this is a little dramatic, but I would like to double down on social media. I would like to figure out how I can design that in my lifestyle a bit more, just because I am a lot more community and uh, people driven these days. So I would like to fit that in my lifestyle. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. What uh, What about you? What if I paid for three months of uh, Charlotte's time? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If I had Charlotte's expertise for three months what would i do i think i would focus on my ability to choose the right things to do like so right now i'm in i'm halfway through uh the one thing Mm -hmm. great uh book that you put me on to and what i'm really focusing on are what are the things that are going to be the most impactful and and sort of get me to where i want to go because i am approached with a lot of opportunities and sometimes i have a hard time deciphering whether it's an opportunity that i'm going to to go into or whether it's something I just need to pass on because a lot of things sound great on the surface but once you start to sort of dig in and you start to go through the process you find out that not all opportunities are great ones right so 
actually having a good process for being able to make those decisions, like everything from when should I make those decisions, right? Uh, like Jeff Bezos, like he doesn't do uh, certain meetings after a certain time because he knows that his brain's taxed and mm -hmm. you will make a, a poor decision at a certain time. So setting up like constructs like that, I think would be really, really helpful for me. Wow. Does that all sound like stuff yeah, that you do? Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you going to help? Where's the <laughs> yeah. Chris, get out your wallet. <laughs> oh, you did sign the thing that said that you know, we were putting you on the show so you could do this for us for three months. <laughs> 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 what kind of uh, individuals do you work with the most? I'm sure that it's a lot of tech now that we're LinkedIn is exploding. But yeah, I would time. love to hear more about what kind of individuals you work with. Yeah, so I work with people that have typically got quite far in their careers and on paper they're incredibly successful however the, that's not the narrative that they have going on inside right. and they um, are becoming kind of demotivated and disengaged with the work that they're doing often for example what I've had quite recently is people and their like personal values don't always align with like the corporate culture and the work that they're doing and so it's how to you know ex extract themselves in a way from that that situation and find purpose and meaning elsewhere and so that's very kind of transformational type work and, and not all of the work that I do is you know let's quit our jobs and go to, <laughs> to practice bar, um, yeah. yoga in Bali or right, something yeah. but then you know on on the other side of the scale it's people that are just kind of feeling stuck and and something just isn't working for them in their career or personal life mm -hmm. and so it's it's looking at what they want to work on and it's finding out different ways to to change that and to come up with goals and, and means for breaking through those different blocks that are holding them back. Often it's limiting beliefs, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and aspects that are much deeper. And once we've broken through those blocks, it's coming through with action points and having accountability. You know, you want to make changes and a lot of people want to do things, but they don't have an, an action plan in place that they're willing to follow to make right. those changes. Mm -hmm. And so the great thing about having a coach is that you do have that degree of um, accountability right. that you know people do feel that they need sometimes Absolutely. To, yeah. to help make changes. For a lot of things, yeah. Um, so, that's, so a, yeah. that's a huge point. Yeah, I know when, when you were staying here for the three and a half months, just having that accountability partner, right. like what are you working on? Yep. And then mm -hmm. verbalizing it. Now you have to commit to it yeah. that way. Oh, you're not working? <laughs> Shaking my <Yeah>. head. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I'm a big believer in Pareto's principle, you know, 80-20. What is something that, so our listeners, obviously cybersecurity, technical, what is something they can do tomorrow to start getting on the right path to better energy, to better lifestyle, better quality of life? Like, I mean, it could be anything from breathing or meditation, but what is the one thing that you would say, if you start doing this, things are going to start getting better. I think that it's having an internal dialogue with yourself. Mm. <laughs> and I know that that sounds a little bit woo-woo. No, we actually but, just talked about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's listening to yourself and, and asking yourself what's not working. Right. Because 
you know, the first step in making changes is actually having like the self-awareness and self-perception to kind of identify that actually this, you know, what's not working and putting a finger on why. And then you can start to change. Yeah. But I think that a lot of people go through life, you know, blaming other people or, you know, feeling passive and stuck and in victim mode. And when you're actually able to kind of realize, you know, this is the area that's not working for me and I'm going to make, take action and make change, then, you know, that that's the beginning of that path. Wow. So when you do that, would you recommend doing it like sub vocalizing it or vocalizing it? What I do, and I think it's, it's very personal to, to every individual, but that's the beauty of journaling. And it's just getting back in touch with yourself and what you want. And I think that, it, you know, it, it's great to start noting down the different thought patterns that you have. And, you know, for example, something is triggering you. What What is it that triggered you? What I What is the internal narrative saying? Mm-hmm. You know, are you saying I'm not good enough? Mm-hmm. Are you saying, you know, what is that? How true is it? Yeah. And start questioning how true is that? you know, right. internal narrative that, that's going on. And then I also like to, to add to that flow, what would you say to a friend? So it's kind of reframing the different thought patterns that you have. And often we're a lot kinder in the advice that we would give to other people than we are to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to do it. So this is not the first time anyone's <laughs> talked about journaling. We actually just talked about journaling <laughs> with the Mr. Future of Work. I am going to challenge myself on the podcast right now, 66 days straight down. of journaling for Chris Cochran. Chris journaling. <laughs> 60 starting tomorrow. Days starting today. All right, done. <laughs> starting today. When I get out of the studio, we are going to get a journal. Yeah, I'm going to do it because I, I do a lot of things. I do meditation. I, I try to do something physical every day. I did a little bit of like note taking, but I wasn't really journaling. I think I need a journal because Ron, he's been journaling for a long time. He has his own like little system. But I, I think I just need to bite the bullet and start doing more journaling. Mm-hmm. And you, you could think as well about how you're going to set up that journal. Right. And what you actually want to be recording. Mm hmm. From a thought process perspective. <laughs> and, and is it okay to uh, change that process? Like, let's say I'm, I'm like three weeks in and the set of questions that I ask are mm-hmm. like, you know, these aren't just, they're just not cutting it now. Yeah. And I need to sort of adjust it. Would you recommend someone freestyle the questions that they ask themselves? Or would you recommend uh, sort of a process that's already been developed by someone else? Mm-hmm. So I think that you could start by, um, you know, using some standard questions that that really resonate with you. Mm -hmm. But I also think that journaling journaling is, you know, a constant iteration. And the questions that you ask yourselves are going to change and and modify. And you'll you'll find that there's, you know, spaces in your journal that, you know, you write loads of of content down and, and you have lots of different ideas and observations mm-hmm. and then you might have picked like an area or, or of your life that that actually you find that you don't really journal about that much and right but it doesn't matter it's just a piece of paper yeah right <laughs> yeah. you know but it's it th- the point of it i guess is to just kind of get 
deeper kind of in touch with your inner voice and, and what you want and, and what's what the ideas and you know different things that are going on in your in your mind mm -hmm. and are you a fan of actually like pen to paper doing it on a computer I prefer for journaling pen to paper because mm. what I like to do is I'm big on hiking and being in nature. Right. And sometimes I'll just kind of go by myself with like a podcast on or yeah. some music, mm -hmm. hike to the top of a mountain, find a good spot, and then I'll do some journaling and write down some like goals, or things that I want to achieve. And sometimes there'll be really, I don't know, big picture goals. And then other times it'll be, okay, what do I want to achieve this week? Right. What do I want to do in my house? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, just it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's nice to just kind of think about all facets of your life, you know, from a professional standpoint and yep. those goals that you want to achieve, like in work, in your business. But then just where do you want to travel? Yeah. What I've tried the uh, five second journal, five minute journal, bullet journal, mm -hmm. freehand. I love them all, and I, I think that the formatted journals really helped me out quite a bit when I first got started because of the gratitude list. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't realize how important those were until I did one of the formatted ones. I was like, man, like there's a lot of good things happening. It was helping me, you know, remain motivated and feel even more inspired. Right. So like Tim Ferriss style. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that was one of, I think he was promoting like the five second journal. Okay. Yeah. And, and that one was really good also. Five, is it really five seconds? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like five minute abs. Like you're going to get abs in these five minutes <laughs> right. in three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's great. So thank you so much for spending some time with us. I really appreciate you taking the time. What is some ways that people can get in touch with you? What are some ways that people can enlist your services? Yeah. yeah. You can share for the audience. Absolutely. So um, you can check out my website, which is charlotte-smith.com. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I am going to be running a free lifestyle design workshop, which is going to be two hours long. So if people are interested in getting involved with that, then you can drop me an email, which is charlotte at charlotte-smith.com. And what I'm going to do is if you express interest, then I will find a time and date that works mm -hmm. for the most people. And, and I'll be running that. And yeah, oh, I I'll be there. I know. Yeah, be. I was just going to say you could definitely <laughs> It'd be amazing sign us if up. you guys would <laughs> come along. Absolutely. We'll be there. <laughs> Thanks again. Really yeah. appreciate you coming out. My pleasure. Yes. That's all we have for you today. Okay. See, See you easy. next time.